good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, and thank you for tuning in on this beautiful Monday morning, which is the 15th of August, 2022. Now, before we start off, don't forget to like this video, and please do subscribe to the channel. And now that that's all done with, let's jump into the first story of the day. The Thai opposition are planning to petition the Charter Court next week for a ruling on the Prime Minister's term in office. Thailand's opposition parties have decided to submit a petition through House Speaker Chuan Lek Pai to the Constitutional Court this Wednesday to seek a ruling on Prime Minister Priya Chanas-Chaz's eight-year term in office, according to Putai MP and Opposition Deputy Chief Whip Samkid Chuan Kong. He said that opposition parties will also ask the Constitutional Court to order the Prime Minister to cease in his duties adding that the move has a slim chance of resulting in the House being dissolved by the Prime Minister, but he did not completely rule out such a scenario. Samkid cited the case of the bill to amend organic law on election, to revert the use of 500 as the basis for the calculation of party list seats, which, he said, should have been completed on August 10th. Chuan, in his capacity as President of the Parliament, has, however, scheduled another joint sitting of the two houses this Monday to vote on the controversial bill. He admitted that he is dumbfounded by Chuan's move. The joint sitting on August 10th was adjourned due to a lack of a quorum when the vote was to be taken on the bill. The Putai party is scheduled to meet on Tuesday and will allow other MPs to sign the petition to be submitted to the Constitutional Court on Wednesday, said Somkid. Opposition parties contend that the Prime Minister's eight-year term in office will come to an end by August 24, since he assumed the Premiership on August 24, 2014, as head of the National Council for Peace and Order, and that was the NCPO, after he had led the coup in May 2014 to topple the caretaker government of then-Prime Minister Yingluck Shinawatra. Pride supporters, however, maintained that his term either started in June 2019 when he received royal endorsement and was sworn into office or in 2017 when the junta-drafted constitution was approved in a plebiscite came into force. Now, we've covered this story in the last episode as well, and this will be ongoing until we actually get a ruling from the Constitutional Court. Now, as I said also previously, I honestly believe that they will rule that it'll either be 2017 or even 2019, which possibly means we could have prior in government here in Thailand up until 2027. Now, I don't believe that will ever happen. I think the government have been on a rocky road anyway. There's a lot of people who seem not to want him as prime minister where there's also people who do want him, but I don't think he would ever last that long. I do think that the next coming election, whenever it will be, though it has to be before or by March 2023, I do think that the uh, Putai party are in good shape to win a lot of seats, but whether or not that will mean they form a government, who knows. I mean, at the end of the day, they also won the most seats in the last election, but due to the way that the voting system was designed it meant that they actually didn't get into government and 
even trying to figure out the voting system here is very, very confusing. It seems to be a combination of different voting systems from around the world done kind of Thai style. But nevertheless, that is the uh, scenario and the situation currently with the Prime Minister here in Thailand. But as I say, we'll keep an eye on the story and I'm sure there will be plenty more uh, information on this during the rest of the week. And moving along to the next story, Singaporean tourist dies, four others injured in road accident in Phuket. A Singaporean tourist was killed and four others were injured when their car crashed into a microbus on a steep road in Moang district of Phuket late Friday night. Police Captain Sharapong, Deputy Inspector of Karam Police Station, said that there were five Singaporeans, two men and three women, in the Toyota Yaris, which crashed into driver's side of the microbus, driven by Anirit Chamchurd, accompanied by a South Korean guide and an interpreter. Rescue workers had to use hydraulic equipment to cut through the damaged car to extract all the occupants before they were taken to the nearest hospital. The driver of the Toyota Yaris, 21-year-old Hojia Hui Rene, suffered serious injuries and died after she was rushed to a hospital in Phuket. Police initially believed that the Singaporean driver might not have been familiar with the steep road, but they will check CCTV at the scene of the accident to find and establish the cause of the accident. Police said that the microbus was heading towards Shalong Subdistrict after having dropped off a group of tourists at their hotels in Patam Subdistrict, Katu District, adding that the road at the scene of the accident is steep and has a sharp curve. The Toyota was heading in the opposite direction towards Karan sub-district and it skidded at the curve in the road and crashed into the bus. And rest in peace to the uh, Singaporean lady who passed away. Now we will be covering driving in Thailand in a couple of weeks on our weekend show. So please stick around for that because it will be quite interesting. And we're going to talk about coming to Thailand as a tourist, what you need to be able to drive here. And then generally as expats driving in Thailand, what's it actually like? And uh, yeah, hopefully we can get some... Uh, subscriber participation during that show in the live chat but we'll move along to the next story and it's about the mountain bee pub that went on fire last week and now we have an 18th victim another person injured in the august 5th blaze at the mountain bee pub in satip district of chambury province died yesterday at tamasat university hospital bringing the death toll to 18. The 17-year-old victim, Siriwan, had been on life support since she was admitted to the hospital after the fire, according to her elder sister. The patient had to have her right leg amputated due to blood clot poisoning, and she also suffered from pulmonary edema, she said, adding that doctors at the hospital had tried their best to save her life, but she succumbed to her injuries yesterday. She also said that after the autopsy, the family will take her body back to Satip for a proper funeral. It is reported that the 17th fatality was a naval pilot based at the Satip naval base. He sustained severe burns after risking his own life to help other patrons to get out of the burning pub. He died on Thursday at Sirira Hospital in Bangkok. Some of the severely burned victims are still on ventilators in hospital. The pub's owner has been charged with, among other offences, negligence causing the deaths of other people. He is currently out on bail. According to the representative of the pub owners, there were three fire exits, but they were all locked from the outside. The only entry exit into the pub bar was uh, at the front. 
And yeah, the guy is apparently out on a couple of hundred thousand baht bail while he's responsible pretty much for the death of 18 people. I, I don't see the justice in that for anybody at this moment in time, but I'm sure there will be a lot more to come out during uh, this story in the coming weeks and months and certainly during the trial. And moving along to the next story, shops still sell weed openly and that's according to the Bangkok governor. Bangkok Governor Chachart Sitipunt says that more than 70 shops and stalls have been selling cannabis, some openly in the Tonklor and Kausan night entertainment venues. Speaking during his Facebook Live broadcast on Saturday, Mr. Chachart said he smelled cannabis while jogging past Kausan Road. Later, he inspected the Tonklor area and found six stalls selling unrolled cannabis flowers. He also visited Kausan Road and found 26 shops and stalls offering cannabis for sale to customers. Two of them openly sold their products. Public Health Minister Anatan Sharavakul said last month that selling cannabis flowers requires a permit and it is possible for us to grant permits for smoking. Don't make people devalue cannabis, he said. Mr. Chichard said on Saturday, people should be aware of the current cannabis situation. We have to see how we can take care of the youngsters, against possible exposure to cannabis, he said. However, he insisted his exposure of cannabis sales in the two locations is not meant to be a criticism, but to raise awareness among parents about the pros and cons of cannabis. In response to the governor's live session, Mr. Anathan thanked him for helping spread the word about cannabis. Mr. Anathan said people who misunderstood the liberalization of cannabis and smoked the plant freely can face arrest. The Public Health Ministry will intensify its campaign to educate people about cannabis, he said. In Thailand, cannabis is now listed as a controlled herb under the Traditional Medicine Wisdom Protection and Promotion Act. The plant was put on the list of controlled herbs in the middle of June after it was removed from the country's narcotics list to control its use. However, a more detailed law on cannabis and hemp covering rules and regulations is still pending and we're still waiting for it to be published. So that's just a little bit of rules and regulations around it. Now, so actually smoking cannabis is still illegal. And a lot of people seem to think it is legal, but it's not. And actually you can be prosecuted under uh, a very strange rule, but it's to do with the smell. So you can be actually prosecuted based on somebody finding the smell offensive and reporting you and you'll be fined up to 25,000 baht. And that's how kind of silly the laws have been written. The laws weren't really, they didn't really think through this whole process. And that's why we're left in such a, a funny situation at the moment. I do expect kind of tougher laws to come in after they realize that a lot of what they brought in was not really very well thought out. Now, before I get into the next story, I just want to answer a few questions that I received recently. And it's actually in relation to traveling to Thailand under the current rules and regulations or the ones that they don't have anymore. Um, so for people who still are wondering, as of July 1st, you no longer need to do the Thailand Pass, Test and Go, Phuket, Sandbox, whatever it was. That's all gone. So to enter Thailand, you can be either vaccinated or not vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, you need to show your vaccination certificate, whether it's digital or on paper, when you're checking in with the airline. If you're not vaccinated, there's two ways you can go about it. The first way is to bring a negative PCR test with you to the airport and show that to the check-in staff and they'll give you some kind of a, a form or something to show that you've showed it. 
or if you haven't been vaccinated and you haven't done your PCR test before you fly, you will have to do a PCR test when you arrive in Thailand at the airport. They'll arrange for it to be done. And that's the only rules and regulations. Now, somebody asked me about, well, they've only had two shots. Are you required a booster? Currently, no. There's no rules or regulations anywhere that states you have to have a booster shot to come to Thailand. It's two doses and that's it. So that's just to answer some questions that a couple of people have been asking recently. I presume they're people who are intending to travel to Thailand in the next few months. And I have to tell you, it's a great time to travel to Thailand. It's uh, a lot um, quieter, I guess, in terms of the tr uh, the the landmarks and the destinations and the excursions so if you're going to the likes of pp island james bond island wherever it may be it's not as busy as it used to be and it's a good time to travel that's just a little bit of advice on it now we'll move on to the next story which actually when you get on to it it's uh about uh, tourist locations but the full moon party sees nearly ten thousand visitors and the government are mulling a two-hour extension which the government seemed to be mulling more two-hour and late opening hours for everything here in Thailand. And just to say this, this government are, are very odd. They have, for the last few years, been telling everybody, you know, that you shouldn't gamble, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't drink, you know, going out and partying. They're trying to keep bars closed all during COVID and all kinds of things. And now, and of course, they're promoting the whole idea of they want only kind of rich tourists to come to Thailand. They don't want the backpacker types. They don't want the kind of three-star visitors anymore. They want five-star visitors. But pretty much since the country reopened, the only thing that they've been doing is promoting all the places that five-star visitors would never go to. So full moon parties, uh, I've just read recently they're planning on the casinos, right? I mean, which is very strange considering that Thailand is so anti-gambling. And of course, now the latest craze is, uh, well, let's see, can we give keep the bars open as late as possible? It's nearly as if the Tourism Authority of Thailand and the Tourism Ministry have run out of ideas on how to get Thailand up and going again. Yes, there are more tourists coming and it's evident around the place. You see a lot more people. Um, and yeah, absolutely fantastic. And Thailand, as I've said many, many times on my podcast, that Thailand should be a place for all. It's not for the, you know, luxury traveler and only the luxury traveler, because that only benefits luxury hotels, luxury restaurants and luxury bars. It doesn't, you know, help the smaller guy. And that's where I think this whole thing has been misrepresented by the government. And they've just done it all wrong. They've sent out the wrong message to people. And they really do need to kind of get a grip when it comes to it. Thailand's not in any position to be saying we only want these people. The economy is not in good condition at the moment. The tourism industry is still on its knees. It's not like Europe, where hotels in Europe now are basically seeing 2019 levels again. That's not the case here in Thailand. Many hotels still in Phuket, you know, areas like Kaulak Krabi, even Samui, who Hin's doing a bit better, but they've always been able to kind of feed off Bangkok and Bangkok uh, people, you know, and the same with Hua Hin. So it's not anywhere near where it used to be. And they're not really in a position where they can be choosing who they want to come visit, you know, and spend their money here. As far as I'd be concerned, as long as you have a few books in your pocket and you're willing to spend it when you get to Thailand, everybody's welcome. But we'll move on with this story anyway. The Tourism and Sports Ministry is seeking to extend the duration of the full moon party by two hours until 4 a.m. as the renowned monthly beach party is back in full swing. 
Tourism Sports Minister Piapat Rachimakarn said he would ask the Cabinet and the Interior Minister to grant the extra time after inspecting the latest full moon party at Hat Rain on Copanyan on Friday evening. The packed party was joined by some 10,000 Thai and foreign revellers arriving in droves on shuttle boats from nearby Koh Samui and some docking as late as 9pm. The visitors said they enjoyed travelling to Koh Samui and Koh Panyang and experienced the full moon party or the half moon party, he said. People told him they lamented the short duration of the full moon party. They wanted the fun to carry on until 4am. I'll ask the Cabinet and the Interior Ministry to approve the extension, Mr Piapat said. The full moon party has a unique appeal to people. Locals on Copanyang must look after tourists and help create a safe environment, he said. Isn't that the police's job to do, by the way? Not the local people. But anyway, the rebound in tourism after more than two years of painful stagnation for the COVID-19 pandemic is helping to revitalise the economy. Mr Piapad led the inspection by a combined law enforcement team on Copanyang, comprising police, soldiers and local administrative leaders. Deputy Suratani Governor Sitipong Klai Odam also took part. The minister also observed transportation for the full moon party, including speedboat operations that brought revellers to the site late into the night. Sumet Pap, owner of the Golden Moon Company, specialising in speedboat rental, said the full moon party was welcoming more tourists since public health restrictions began to ease last year. Now more than 10,000 people are joining each party. Boats from various piers have reported brisk business shuttling travellers and revellers to the gathering. Mr Sumet said he agreed with extending the opening hours to increase tourism revenue. It would also show that tourism was back in business. Kitipat Taraputi, general manager of Lumpraka High Speed Ferries Co Limited, said the number of tourists heading to Kusumui was almost back to pre-pandemic levels thanks to the easing of travel restrictions from May 1. Now, I know they said 10,000, but I thought a couple of months ago they had 20,000. So it seems to be a bit of a drop in August. But yeah, I, I'm not sure if the figures are correct there or are they just quoting, you know, where the figures wrong the first time that they were kind of just pumping things up. It's hard to know sometimes with the way things are reported. Uh, so, guys, that is basically the show for today. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing and thanks for always being there. If you have any comments about the various stories, please leave them down below in the comments section and I'll answer as many as possible. Now, as I said, some of the shows will be live streams, but not today's one, but maybe Wednesday or Friday. But definitely this weekend, we will have a live stream and we will be discussing some topic that will be decided upon during the week and I'll let you know about it. So hopefully we will see you on that live stream on Saturday or Sunday. But nevertheless, enjoy your Monday. Have a great day and we'll see you all back here Wednesday morning. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.